0: All right, it's time to talk cricket. We do it every Saturday round this time of the week. It's it's lovingly known, affectionately known on the show as swinging both ways in association with Razine for expert paint and colour advice. We've got, we've, got to, we've got to start straight at the top, don't we? Don't we? The Saturday Session Cricket Update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Oh, don't his ego. Grant, don't his ego. Grant, Grant, Grant. Grant, 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 Grant. And a fruity, of course. Grant, Grant, Grant! Used to like doing that sort of stuff. Has he hit it far enough, though? Perhaps not. Oh, what a catch. What a brilliant catch. Grant Elliott is uh, just stretching his groin just to check. That's OK. I'm not surprised, because that's a blinder.
1: I know we give away catch of the match. This might be catch of the tournament. Never mind catch of the match.
0: Let's go to uh, the United States of America, the hotbed of international cricket over the last month after Major League Cricket uh, hit off. And then it was uh, the legends, the masters, the T10. You know, these days they can only play 10 overs, especially with dodgy groins. Here's Grant Elliott.
1: Hello, friend. Oh, my goodness, Daniel. How are you? Magnificent. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Miami is humid. The precipitation, unbelievable at the start of the tournament. Um, Man, cricket in Miami. Who would have thought, man? <laughs> you,
0: you, I'm, I'm glad right. you've actually played some cricket, mate. You watched a lot of rain for the first week, didn't you?
1: I was actually getting worried for a while there. I thought, you know, it was going to be sun, beaches, cricket. And all we saw was the biggest duke that was coming down. There was raindrops the size of our studio. And um, yeah, it's fair to say that the West Indian curators here, yeah, a little bit of work to be done um, on that side of things. But there's been a lot of rain. Uh, But that hasn't really dampened the spirits of everyone. Only when they took away the rest day for the masters, there was a a few raised eyebrows, I think. When the rest day got taken up by cricket, so um, anyone that had plans on that day was unlucky because we were at the ground. So we've been we've been at the ground every day. They play three games. Uh, first game starts at nine thirty a.m., and then the last game starts at two thirty p.m. So they just sort of rotate through the three games. So it's a great format. And when you think about um, the Olympics like it would be the perfect format for the olympics because you could probably get through four games a day at a ground and uh, multiple countries could play if you know a country had one or two guns in their team they might cause an upset uh, because one player can dominate the game here but um probably the biggest uh raising of eyebrows has been when i arrived here and uh there's a lot of 30 year olds running around really hungry to impress (laughs) on the field now, when they said they said the T10 Masters, I thought that implied like everyone that had retired. But yeah, the teams have brought in players that, um, I mean, Corey Anderson's playing. I mean, he's, you know, 32. And there's a couple of guys, Cameron Dalport just got drafted in yesterday. He's 32, he's playing in the SAT 20. So number of players getting drafted in. And I think that they're going to look at those rules uh, a little bit closely uh, next time that we play. So um, yeah, maybe looking at age groups because... You know, when you see Jacques Callis get hit on the helmet uh, by, you know, 140-plus, you think, eh, I think I might have to get into the nets next time before I come over. <laughs> so there's a bit of, been a bit of cooking of the books, you
0: know, un- underage. Oh. You know, the, the spirit of cricket has been called into question. So ha- have, you won no. the, have you won the moral T20, have you? Have you won the moral T20, because you, you, your your side is, you know, uh, gone with truly masters cricketers. It's a bit like, you know, 85kg rugby, you know, 80-80s, 80, 80 whatever they call it, where you're supposed to be 80kgs and below, and clearly there's a guy on the wing who's about 90,
1: 95. Yeah, no, our, our team is not not old. I Like, I, I think, you know, there's Dilshan, he's 48, and there's Craig McMillan, 46, and then I would be in the upper end of that. And Jacques Callas, I think he's also around that 46 to the age. Um, so I think I, there are older guys, but uh, there's a lot of young bucks running around here that haven't played international cricket. And they're like, they really want to impress. And they're generally the opening bowlers. So um, the, the pitches have been placid and the format has been been great. Um, yeah, so I think, I think everyone knows the level that you need to be at now because it's not, it's not a mess around. Um, it definitely is competitive. You know, you get out there, and um, hence why you know I was diving for catches. You just can't help yourself. Um, and unfortunately, I left my groin at mid-wicket. Um, but I was—I uh, <laughs> uh, think it's still floating out there somewhere. But I was available today, but they chose not to play me. So uh, I took more catches than I got runs, Daniel. So uh, oh, so you've been, been dropped? Fruit... Well, I haven't been dropped. I just—I wasn't uh, thought about rotation. Yeah, rotate it. I don't know what <laughs> whatever makes me feel better. Um, but it's been a great experience. And there's guys like Chris Gale banging around here and you know, Jesse Riders here, um, Neil Broom from New Zealand. So um yeah, it's a it's a fascinating format. And if you bat at six, you're unlikely to get a hit. You gotta bat in the top sort of three, four. And uh the elimination finals are in, and unfortunately our team, Atlanta Riders, uh yeah, we, we didn't turn up but we're like we had two games there was one game where they needed 22 off the last over and we got hit for 27 and then yesterday we needed we needed seven off the last over and we lost by five i think so we only got two off the last over so had we won those games we would have been top of the table and the riders would be this would be a more fruitful phone call we'd be talking about tactics for the elimination elimination final tomorrow I'd like to know why
0: is Jesse Ryder not playing for the Atlanta Riders?
1: I, I think someone's missed an opportunity there. Massive, miss of opportunity. But we were called the Atlanta Fire, and then it changed to the Riders. So he'd be he'd be a big hot hot pick for um, the draft in uh, next year's draft. I reckon. So what will be interesting, Daniel, and we've got to keep our eyes open for this is the retention of players. It'll be interesting to see if I get retained. Well,
0: if you if you if you Take more catches than score runs. Chances, what, are on the slim side?
1: Yeah, but I didn't I didn't quite get the opportunity, did I? So I think I think I deserve to be retained just to be, you know, given the opportunity <laughs> to get out there and bang a couple of sixes.
0: Well, we did our very best to promote that catch, and it was a brilliant catch. You were a great fielder in your time, and you clearly have retained that. Um, and we did our very best to um, divert everyone's attention from your effort with the bat
1: oh that was i mean let's be honest i don't want to i don't want to end up in disciplinary here but it was an average decision at best um but i went in on the it, it was a um a hat-trick ball so i just thought oh well I'll bat out of my crease and even if it hits me on the pad it can't be out and uh, it did hit me on the pad but it was probably hitting another set down leg and uh the interesting thing was is that they got four wickets in and over uh, when uh, four wickets in four balls, so I was chatting to the lads on the side, and there was we've got Lendl Simmons, we got Dwayne Smith, we got Robin Utapa there, um, and uh, Hamilton Mazikaza from Zimbabwe, uh, and Mazikadza actually means destroyer. I think you should change that name, change it to Destroyer. It would be a great name for T10 cricket. Um, and uh, I, I said to the boys, I said, "What's four wickets in four balls called, boys?" And uh, they were like. The West Indian said, it's called a beaver trick. I was like, what? A beaver trick? <laughs> a beaver, And I was trick. like, yeah, a beaver trick. And I was like, nah, it's not called a beaver trick, boys, it's called a double hat trick. And they went, ah, oh, man, what are you smoking, Grant? And I said, no, it's called a double hat trick because, you know, you've got two sets of batters that you can actually show as a double hat trick. And I tried to explain that to them. Then we asked the coach who was from Guyana, he said it was called a helmet trick. So not a hat trick, but a helmet trick. So when we got to get our phones, because we, we hand our phones in, so there's no obviously betting during games and whatever, and um, I looked it all up. So it's true. Guyana, the Guyanese call it ha- a helmet trick. Uh, the the Bayesians call it uh, a beaver trick. And then obviously it's called a double hat trick, which everyone thinks is six wickets and six balls, but it's not. It's four wickets and four balls. So there you go. That's a nice little uh, nice little anecdote for our cricketing show as well some information that that is very good that that is very good um
0: and you know did sahail khan shout you a beer after after he 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 picked up those four wickets after
1: he picked up the helmet trick no chance man he was celebrating it and then i looked at cameron looked at cameron akma and he was just laughing at me and i yeah i wasn't i wasn't happy because i haven't scored a run in miami have i or fort lauderdale um, but you know, it's been it's been a great experience. It's been great getting out there, and um, you know, you do what you you love for twenty years, and to be given the opportunity to kind of play in the senior PGA or whatever you want to call it um, is is really like uh, it, it is special. I, I didn't get to play IPL, so you know, to be able to play in these things, and I think there's going to be a lot more. The the organizers are going to try and place a t10 in every continent so they want five competitions so they're looking at dubai zimbabwe sri lanka india and usa um so potentially if you wanted to as a player you could go around on the circuit and you could you could play in these t10s so you know coaching commentating all of that's a possibility and it's it's great for growing the game and if it becomes a um, a uh, olympic sport i mean yeah t10 could become quite a serious format
0: Interesting. Uh, we'll watch that with uh, great interest um, as uh, time goes on. Who of the old-timers still looks like they've got it? I, I saw a bit of a highlights hey, package from that pro- professional golfer Jacques Callis. He looks like he could be a good, yeah, good at uh, cricket.
1: Callis has still got it. Like you know, He plays these silky, sexy cover drives still. Um, Dilshan's also got it. Um, Afridi can still whack it. Abdul Razak. Uh, we, we had the big giant Muhammad Irfan in our team, he was smoking it. Um, so yeah, like I think most of the guys, but I, I had a, I had a fascinating chat to Jacques Callas in the, the change room cause I was getting my groin taped. So I was in their change room and, um, I said to him, I said, is that oh, a euphemism? I said, what are you? no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I was genuinely kinesio taping my groin, which also sounds like a euphemism. We can use it as a euphemism for something. Um, text us in, double eight, double three. What do I actually mean? Uh, but I, I said to Jacques Callas, and I mean, he was like my childhood hero when I was growing up. And I just said, I said, mate, how are you finding the, the T10? He's like, oh, I love it. And I said, it's fascinating to see how young some of these guys are. And he goes, yeah, I know. And, um, I said, what do you think about, like, no bounces per over? Because there's a couple of, like, slippery guys here. And uh, he said, "He said, yeah, someone will get hurt. And I said, yeah. and we both agreed, though. We said, yeah, but now the line's been drawn in the sand that you understand the level that this is at. So, you know, I said to him, I said, you've got to train for it, don't you? And he said, yeah. He said he made the mistake in the first one That he thought oh you know you just turn up take a bit easy play a bit of golf and he said and then he realized no you actually you can't go in undercooked you actually have to put in the work so i think that the guys will be taking it seriously even though it's called the masters and i think everyone thinks that you know everyone's down at the bar in the hotel and you know um a few pina coladas on the beach and yeah there'd be a little bit of that but it's actually you know you're probably at the age now where you don't want to be doing that you'd rather wake up and feel you know fresh and good for the game and give your body the treatment it deserves so chris Gale hasn't taken everyone out there uh chris Gale, yeah maybe i mean listen chris he's he's a prominent fixture at the bar i'd say um and he, he does it well <laughs> christopher, christopher does it holding
0: well. Court, uh, holding court holding yeah, court on he, his
1: pole he holds court well, and I wanted to get a sound bite from him, but he was, um, yeah, he, I couldn't understand what he was saying.
0: <laughs> well, you, I know you're running the risk. If you do get hold of Jacques Scalas, we'd, we'd love for you to you know, get a voice note, and maybe you can play it on the show next week. Uh, what a player he is. Although you probably want to avoid South Africans tomorrow, Grant. Um, You're probably caught up with the news <laughs> that the All Blacks got an absolute howling. You want to avoid yeah, South African watching. cricketers, I would think.
1: I was watching it on the bus, and me and Hamilton Mazzikudza, Hamilton's a massive All Blacks fan, loves the All Blacks, and we were watching it, and I was watching those rolling malls, thinking of Justin Marshall and how much he loves a rolling <laughs> maul, as Itza Bitsa takes the ball in the back with another rolling ball towards the line of the All Blacks. And um, yeah, we were watching it and it didn't look good. It looked like a great start from the Springboks. And then I suddenly turned my phone on and saw the results. And I was like, wow, 28 points, for the highest margin of victory for um, in any test. Is that correct? That is New Zealand's record defeat. It's why I'm wearing a black armband.
0: I put a black armband on to start the show, Grant. You know? Oh, hmm. yeah. How are the phone calls going? Did Dean phone in? No, Dean was absent today, but I think we got got through about twelve, didn't we? Twelve or fourteen? Oh. It were a lot. Wow. There a lot, Grant. The only one who but, benefits from a from an All Blacks loss are talkback hosts.
1: Totally, but I, I think that there's another thing that I'd like to discuss around the cricket. Sorry to you know become host here, but um, well you are. Be, New Zealand UAE. And, um, our loss there, obviously that was a bit of a surprise shock loss, um, losing to the UAE and second, uh, T20 international. We obviously came back strong, um, in the third one, but you know, there's some players there that, you know, I'd say it's great to see some of them doing well, obviously Foxcroft was a name that I was looking at, but probably the biggest one is Carl Jameson. Great to see him back. I think that that gives us a little bit more variation in our attack someone who's got experience in India. Um, And uh, I think that all of these young players as well, when you go through the list of names that played, they're getting a lot of experience. You, You know, someone like Ratchan Ravindra now, I reckon he's played for 18 months. He's played all around the world. Mark Chapman, Will Young, even Tim Seifert now, he's coming in and, um, you know, probably into a little bit of a purple patch from some of the leagues he's played in. So I think that we're getting a really nice nucleus and depth within our squads in New Zealand, which will help push that that upper level of players. Um, And I look at our squad, and I know it's the uh, – you can give the acronym because I don't know what it's called. But um, I think I'm keeping the squad as it was – last week or two weeks ago when I was there. So I think okay. we're still tracking that. So updating the G
0: E C B V L T C A O W C T uh The Grant Alliance current but very likely to change and often World Cup eleven, you still um what, have Jameson on the outside of the eleven?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that Jameson's still on the outside. Um, I think he's going to have to do a bit, but the good thing is, is that they're playing for places. So we're obviously in England now. Uh, I think that that will be. I mean, it's difficult one England because the English conditions are just so foreign to India that you almost have to already, have, you know, for that you, or your squad nailed down. I, I think that stead, if you were to ask him today, who's your squad? It should be nailed down already because you want to be playing those players in the right positions jameson's one name though that i would say he's playing for a place at the moment is it 15 i should have checked this 15 for a world cup squad Yeah, it's normally 15 unless they've changed that it's normally 15. and you can only replace someone if they get injured and there's there's normally an announced date that you have to announce your squad so That should be coming up really
0: soon. Well, Grant, you've still got five players bracketed in your uh, team as well. And with five brackets means, well, that's 16. So things are going to change there. But uh, Jameson uh, led the way for New Zealand as they warmed up for the series against England, picking up three for 28 or four overs in a warm-up game against Worcestershire, which uh, they won by seven wickets. He picked up three for 28, three wickets also for Rutch and Ravindra, as you point out, is uh, in good luck. Lockie Ferguson, three overs, three for 11 as well. Excellent to see uh, him in, in fine form, and everyone sort of contributed uh, with the bat as they romped home with eight overs to spare. Wow, I know it's a
1: spear. I almost played a T10
0: yeah. game, Grant, with you.
1: Yeah, and then you've got Eddie Ashok as well, and I really like that. I like the fact that Eddie Ashok, he's someone that's really impressed me um, during the Super Smash. The ability to to be consistent as a leg spinner, I think, something you don't really see. I mean, Ish Sodhi is unbelievable. His record is, is fantastic, Ish Sodhi's, But he does... You know, err on the short side every now and then, or you know, bowl that yep. that uh, bad delivery. Eddie Ashok's probably got a little bit more discipline in terms of line and length, but probably doesn't have as many tricks as Ish. So, you know, watch that name in the future because I think that he's he's a real star, Eddie Ashok, and obviously Ratchan Ravindra. I'm really I'm I'm happy that he's getting opportunity, and you know, every time he gets onto the field and he performs three for 15 or three overs and you know you've got to run a ball 10. Every every time that happens he will get better and better as a player. He's just 20 years of age Eddie Osho. To have control yeah. at that age that, that's a very good sign. Yeah well I mean we do have an aging team um, and I know you look at the likes of Jimmy Anderson he can keep playing for for years and the players do look after themselves but you know, we do, we, we do have to start looking towards the younger players. And I'm not saying playing playing them, but have a plan for them. So the fact that Eddie Ashok is over there, you play him, but you play him in the position that you think he will play for New Zealand. And I can, I think I referred to it uh, when I was on the show at one stage. I said, whoever the person was that chose Corey Anderson, Trent Bolt, Tim Southey. Kane Williamson um, and took them on an A tour with us uh, was an absolute visionary because they all came on tour with us at the age of 18, 19 on a New Zealand A tour. We looked after them um, and obviously contributed to their huge success now. It was a massive part of it. Um, And, uh, you know, the ability to be able to handpick these young players and identify not talent because I don't really believe in talent but a skill that they've got and um, a unique skill that could transfer into international cricket, I think is is a, is a real asset to New Zealand cricket, especially when we've got such a small pool of players.
0: Well, there's a great blend of uh, international experience and uh, fresh faces, um, young um, talents, sorry to say, Grant, uh, in the New Zealand A squad, who will uh, head to take on Australia A in Brisbane starting next week. Um, the likes of Eddie uh, Oshok in that for the whole series, if I'm not mistaken, you got Muhammad Abbas um, uh, who playing the first class games. He looks uh, quite a prodigious uh, talent. So um, you know what what a great place for them to go to take on you know a, a good, on no, a more than a good a good good side in the form of Australia Ray in their own conditions. It's going to be a real test.
1: Yeah, I saw um, AJs Patel posting a few things there, and it's his first tour in Australia. I think. You know the the more cricket these guys get, and the, is it it will contribute to the depth that we've got, and I think we we really are developing an amazing um, player depth because when guys like Southie and Williamson and Bolt and Nichol, Nichols, um, you know th- those same players, and even Ross Taylor and Gattal, like we're in the team. They keep playing, and the players that are on the periphery just never get the opportunity. They play domestic cricket. And our domestic cricket is all right, but playing in conditions, as you mentioned, going to Australia, actually experiencing the wickets there, going to um, India and experiencing spin and having to toil against spin and work out how you, you play it and how you manipulate bowlers over there. That's the sort of stuff that wins World Cups. And unfortunately, I don't think we're quite there, in india uh because of our ability to play spin but we need to send these players over there a tours to get accustomed to the conditions and it was something that like i guess i regretted in a way with my career i wish i'd gone to you know england and faced the Duke ball for two months or gone to india and just gone to spin clinics for a month i went to spin spin clinic for a week once and um you know being subjected to these these conditions will really help you as a, as a player and it helps you develop the skill so that when your country needs you and you're in a tight fix and you have to go and produce an in innings or match-winning innings, you've got the skills to do it.
0: Last one, Grant, before we let you get back to not going out in Miami, he says in air quotation marks.
1: <clears throat> will um, will the cane, Kane the clay, play in the World Cup?
0: Yes, let's, let's have an update <laughs> about what we're officially calling Kane Clock, which is basically based on the doomsday clock. Uh, The Doomsday clock currently stands at 90 seconds to midnight. Um, Yes, due to what's happening in uh, Ukraine, we all know um, uh, things are not looking good there. Where's the Kane clock at? Is it similar? Is it 90 seconds to midnight? Is it it close to Doomsday? Or, um, you know, have you wound it back a little bit?
1: I reckon the Kane clock, um, unfortunately, he has to play in Bangladesh. Um, if If he doesn't play in Bangladesh then I don't think you can pick him. Is that unfair?
0: Well, if there's one guy who you could uh, think could go cold into a series, even a World Cup, it would be that guy, wouldn't it?
1: I don't, you know what? I don't think anyone can go cold into a series. I honestly believe that. Um, I sort of, I feel like, If he says he's ready, if Kane says he's ready, then I'd say go for it. But we've obviously got these games in England and he's over there and he says he's training with the team. So potentially, would we be able to see him uh, against England in one of these ODIs or T20s? If we see that, then I'd say yes, absolutely. But otherwise, we're risking not seeing Kane for another, you know, nine months out of the game if he does do something to it. So I'd say the risk probably far outweighs the benefit.
0: Okay, so your doomsday clock D-Day is Thursday, the 21st of September, when Bangladesh take on the Black Caps um, in a one-day international uh, um, when New Zealand tour there. So that's that's D-Day.
1: Yes, I've been looking on... Um on Crick Info it doesn't even have the Bangladesh Tour on there. <laughs> so no, it's, it's 20, the Thursday,
0: twenty first of September, they got the, the first of the one day internationals, then they play again two days later, and then on Tuesday the twenty sixth of September. And then they've also got um a warm up game against England, don't they? I think they've got a warm up game No, that no, the first game's against England. A rematch of um, a certain game at the last World Cup, which <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about.
1: Yeah, so I, I believe, and I don't know what you think, uh, you probably disagree with me because that's what you do and that's great, that's why we get on so well, um, is that he has to play in Bangladesh. Uh, the other option is there's two warm-up games. There's a warm-up game against Pakistan. That's right. And there's a warm-up against South Africa. So you could pick Kane Williamson and then if he feels the niggle or if he feels he's not quite right, you could sub him out and put someone else in and just have him on standby in England. Oh, sorry, in India.
0: Or you could just do what the South African rugby team's going to do and bring in their best players a couple of weeks into the tournament. Anyway, Grant, we'll leave that alone. You can uh, bring that up with uh, you know your, your South African buddies when they're uh, crowing and rubbing the All Blacks loss in your face uh, tomorrow. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Um, I, I won't speak to you next Saturday because I'll be on a plane to France now, won't I? But, um, you know, I, next time will be roles reversed. I'll be in the Northern Hemisphere oh. chatting to you at, at some ungodly hour and I can't wait for it.
1: no that's perfect i uh i'm sorry i can't be there but it's great to be patched through uh from uh fort lauderdale here and it's actually as we speak it's absolutely bucketing down um so i'll just go and do active recovery in the gym with chris yeah yeah i'll get get ready for tomorrow i might might go and play around the golf side
0: Oh, I'll leave you with this. Mikey's texting say, Morning, Daniel. I could listen to Grant speak about cricket all day. Great insight that he has. Does he coach and mentor youth players? Looks like you've got someone who's willing to throw you some cash. And also, Craig has entered the spirit of the show. Taping your groin means getting your taint waxed,
1: he texts. (laughs) What was that? Tainting your soul?
0: (laughs) No, taping your groin means getting your taint waxed. So good luck with the waxing.
1: Okay. Well, we were going to do that. We were going to do wax the jab, weren't we?
0: <laughs> yeah, but we couldn't Charity. find enough wax.
1: Charity. Thanks, Charity Have a great night, my friend. Speak to you soon. Thanks, mate. Love your show. I'm a big fan.
0: <laughs> Thanks very much. Love your show too, especially when you're here or speaking to me. Uh, on it. Uh, That was Grant earlier. That was swinging both ways with Rosine. Thank you for their support. Thank you to them for their support. Uh, Time to paint get a quality finish with Rosine Paints. Decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. Back after this break with some of your texts. Another break and then Casey Frank.